0: Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are Three Book Girls. have an ugly stepsister <gasps> on there. Get on that list. Fonnie's mind was just blown. Wait, maybe it's not. Are you sure that it's not an ebook?
1: book No, it's a recommended book. I already recommended that book.
0: <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I
1: thought it was recommended she, for me. This freaking new site that they
0: have. She went with, from See, a it'll... wide gaping, oh my God mouth to a sh- a tight thin-lipped pissy mouth very sad 0 to 60 right there friends
1: well why would you do a recommendation on a book that you don't even have
0: I what put, the hell well i think i recommended it
1: that's something like i don't know no, getting no, no. my hopes up and no, saying no 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 <laughs> no, no, no.
0: i recommended the book and we share the i don't
1: care oh. no i'm not on i'm not i'm not on metros oh we'll recommend it But why would you recommend a book
0: that you don't even have? Why? Because that way you can recommend that the library purchase it. Stop pursing your lips like that. My God. You look like you have a butthole mouth. I have an anus mouth. I have an ass mouth right now. (laughs) You know how I know it's fall? Because Nicole... uh, When I asked her for her coffee order, she said, pumpkin spice latte, please. I was going to type PSL, but I didn't know if you'd know what that meant or not. I would not know what that meant. And thank you very much for knowing I would not know what that meant.
1: Um, I would (laughs) have known what that meant because I've already had one this year. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I bought those pumpkin spice M&Ms, so I didn't want to get. Yes, and she was in
0: the car doing the yummy mouth thing. and Hashtag PSL. (laughs) Yammering on about pumpkin spice. You're
1: You're very in tuned with my mouth today.
2: Is that good or bad? Do I have chaplains I, I do know out? what it is. I have that <laughs> mental illness in which if I hear somebody chewing, I want to punch them in the throat. Really? It ma- literally makes me angry. I can go from being completely normal.
0: I wonder what the mental illness is called that if you hear country music, it makes you want to punch someone in the throat because I have that. That is just called
2: not being open to other things.
0: See, now... That's not fair, Nicole. It's a sound. <laughs> just like hearing somebody chewing is a sound. You should say you, you don't Country music it. is a really obnoxious, horrible, grating sound That's from That's an hell. opinion <laughs> some people don't agree with. Well, mm-hmm. chewing doesn't bother me. But it's a,
2: they've actually said it's a mental illness. I think they should re-examine There's a this name country music thing. I think or it's phobia. a phenomenon. Okay, well, well. I mean, I like country music, so I don't agree. <laughs> it's just one of those things that one sound
1: will drive one person crazy and one sound won't drive another person crazy.
0: Yeah, they get a mental illness and I don't.
1: Just like, you know, the sound of styrofoam drives me freaking crazy. Yeah. Cannot and I used to it. have this
0: friend that used to have to leave the room when I would file my fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's just certain sounds You're that right. just drive you I'm only you teasing you, Nicole. You know that, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But I do get accused of not being tolerant all the time because I walked outside the other day and my husband's building a, an extension onto our shop outside, and he had country music on his radio. I didn't know. I didn't know he listened. He to country doesn't. Music. And I said, "What in the actual hell are you listening to?" Well, it's the only station I can get, dude. Really.
1: See, I'm okay with country music in small intervals. Like, it doesn't bother
2: me. He was listening
0: to it all afternoon. Like, And I said, who are you anyway? I married you? Who are you? You live
2: in the wrong state for not liking
0: country music. I grew up in Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I hate it. (laughs) Along with skull-dipping cowboys and their wranglers.
2: Well... Some people enjoy those things.
0: I suppose they might. Maybe Levi's instead now, of Wranglers.
2: What? Said maybe some Levi's instead of Wranglers. Yeah, I
0: like Levi's. Levi's are okay. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? I am tolerant to to a point. We are so close to Halloween, you guys. So close. Mm-hmm. Next week we start our actual themes for October. I bought a pumpkin Uh
2: table runner today, so that's pretty exciting. Did you? Yes. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Travis is gonna be like, God damn it, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Last year my
1: son bought my son and his girlfriend, because she loves Halloween, loves it. This one of those bowls that has the hand that it's motion sensitive. Oh yeah. So like Does it make
0: noises too? It goes, Yeah. It It scares the living crap out of you.
1: (laughs) And um (laughs) I move stuff around and I put it next to the door. Well, just the shadow from the door makes it go off. So every time somebody comes into the into the living into the house, it it'll say, you know, gotcha! Scared the crap out of my son's girlfriend when she came in. It was funny because <laughs> that's what Halloween's about, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I do to... like the fall pumpkin, the leaves, and I've everything. I always wanted else, to
0: but... like dig a huge hole in my front yard. And put the sod back over it, you know, and then jump out and scare, scare the living crap out of trick or treaters <laughs> yeah. when they come up my sidewalk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can just see getting sued for giving some little kid a heart attack.
1: That happened to us. Well, I mean, not exactly. One one time when we were trick or treating, child
0: killer? What? No, 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 no. no.
1: Um, somebody was sitting on a porch and they were dressed up like a scarecrow, you know, and they looked like they were just, you know, it looked completely fake and they had the bowl of candy sitting with a sign that says, just take one. Mm-hmm. So me and my sister, my little sister, walk up and to take a candy and the it was an actual person. And he, <laughs> you know, we go to take one candy and we're gonna take an extra for my sister that was in the car, my older sister that's in a wheelchair. And um, he, you know, goes, only take one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So scared,
0: and you had to go home and change your pee pants.
1: <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was awesome, though.
0: I love Halloween. <laughs> it was very awesome. That's why we're going to spend five weeks this year talking about Halloweeny subjects. Mm-hmm. So get ready, people. Woo! We're on the Halloweeny train yep. next week. This week we're still doing whatever we're doing.
1: We went to half price books. I bought my bought my book for next weekend for next week's review. And I
0: bought one for our Christmas version. We are so ready. (laughs) We got the theme fever. So, Nicole, we missed you last week. Thank you. You're welcome. Missed you guys. Well, you're here now, and that's all that really matters. So, I guess since you're here, you get to go first. I can do that. (laughs) Okay. What do you got for us?
2: Okay, so I talked about this the last time I was on a little bit, and I've also talked about the first one in this, which is now going to be a trilogy. Ooh. Um, And so the first book was The Butterfly Garden. Yay! I've read that. Which, by the way, has now been opted for uh, rights to become a movie. You know really?
0: that it, I, it is a very visual book. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was, I was actually seeing it the whole time I was reading it.
2: Did you like it? Well, I, loved I haven't it. even read
1: it, and when you were reviewing, I could see it in my head, and it was quite disturbing. Well, this is the say. one
0: with the girl with the girls that are kidnapped and tattooed with butterfly wings on their backs, mm-hmm.
2: and all, and he like. So okay, so for this book, which is called "The Roses of May." So it involves the first book, which I was really confused at how they would kind of tie in. Because at the end of the first book, you kind of get a sense that the story is complete because um, it, things happen, like just the result of it. I don't get right. away. It, it doesn't it away. look like it could go on. No, to, no. Um, and but I did feel like I was missing. Parts. Like, well, I just wished I had known more about the the. Like the men who were responsible for the... Because they were kidnapping right, because women. Right, it was told
0: through the yeah. eyes of the...
2: Maya, she, uh, one of the butterfly girls. Right,
0: and the investigators. Mm-hmm. And so you never really... I mean, it was all third person talking about...
1: You never really understood um, the point of view of the killer. Well, you wouldn't
0: mm-hmm. want to. I mean, the guy was a freak, but... Well, yeah, but I kind I of did like because it. he I was did. normal.
2: Like, he was normal, but he was still... Like, I, I wanted to understand the psychology of it. Now, for the second book, I was really confused in the first like couple chapters because it's bouncing back between some of the investigators that were involved in the butterfly garden okay. who are still... It's uh, This is about five years later, okay. I believe, and at, like after the end of the last book. And so they still are in contact with the butterfly girls um, who are trying to live normally but having trouble because... Uh, the trial still hasn't happened and oh. the um so there's some other unresolved things from the last book so it's so then you're reading Maya she's telling some of the information or like giving you parts of this story who was one of the butterfly girls the investigators and then you have a new girl and you're really confused and you get uh, excerpts from the a new serial killer. So it's actually this book is actually about a new guy, but it's the they tie all of this stuff in so it's super interesting if you've read the first one too. And so um this girl, okay, so it's about it starts off um there's a little girl, she's not really little, she's like probably 14 uh maybe adolescent. yeah. um and she's murdered and so the it's from the perspective of her sister. Because her sister finds her body and what the serial killer was doing is he would, uh, he didn't rape all of his victims, but he was raping a lot of them. But then he'd lay them out in a church, um, like on their backs, they'd be naked, their clothes folded, and he'd put uh, flowers around their head. And so this one is called The Roses of May. Um, And what he did, because you find out um, throughout the book pretty quickly that he had like lots of victims, and so, um, so did they
0: find them? Like after, did they connect it after the fact? Like they sometimes do. Yeah, or? they actually
2: talk a lot about um, that they didn't connect it until like six or seven victims in. Whoa! And so he has so and but the, for the flowers, he would do a different flower for every victim. Oh, and so, so thus
0: the flowers mm-hmm. may okay. And so
2: this murder also happened like quite like maybe five or six years before this book starts and so the sister is now growing older and she and her mom are very very close um and her father had committed suicide like on the anniversary of her first death of her first the first year after her death her sister's death yeah and so it's just her and her mom and then she starts getting flowers on her doorstep Oh how creepy! Yeah, and so, but they're and they're go and that, it's happening multiple times. But the, the same
0: flower that her sister had on her head. They're
2: or no, they're rotating ones? between all of the victims. Uh. But when she had first found out that there, her sister was part of a serial killer killing, that uh, she told the investigators like she didn't want to know any of this information. But as she had grown older, she went back and researched it. So she finally figured out. That like, cause the first flower was a jonquil. I don't, jonquil, yeah. And then like chrysanthemums. Kind of weren't
0: they, or white, white and yellow? I have no. Yeah,
2: and there. then carnations that are white but with the red edges, so it looks like they're bleeding. They talk about that, mm. and like all the like baby's breath. And so she's getting all these flowers with it. Like I think there's fifteen.
0: Ooh. There's a lot of
2: them, and somebody just leaves them on her doorstep, and she's moved. Like, this is her, like, third or fourth time moving, too.
0: And she still keeps getting up. Yeah,
2: and she's, like, 18. She's about to graduate high school, and they're planning on moving to France um, in May. Uh, so this book is, like, a couple months out from there.
0: chills up the back of my spine for some reason.
2: Yeah, and so this book, like, so at first I was really confused, but about halfway through the Book, you get more tied in. So then she's actually talking to Maya like through letters because uh, somehow they met because you know like some they just wanted like they put them like a, kind of in a support thing. Okay. So they kind of message for each other,
0: families or something maybe.
2: Uh, no, it was just like they somebody put them in contact just so they could help each other out. And then uh, and they're the investigators because they were the team of three from same, the first book. Same investigators, yeah, same investigators for both cases. So it's really. Interesting, and it's really, it's kind of suspenseful, and the characters are great. Like I want to
0: read it. I want to read
2: it. Yeah, the main girl, I mean, she's 18, but she likes, or not 18, but close to that age. Mm -hmm. She likes to go to the park, because she's homeschooled, but she'll leave during the day, go to the park and play chess with, like, a bunch of old guys, Mm -hmm. like veterans, and she talks about them, and it's really super interesting the way, like, the personalities they show and all that stuff, so... Cool. I don't know. It's if you like mysteries, it's a good mystery. I love
0: mysteries. I love mysteries. If and you I like love, serial killers. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like them. Ew. Well, you? Well, be like reading. If you them. like fiction books about serial killing, yeah.
1: If you like that kind of mystery, I, I kind of or... do. It's
0: the, all all about the how could somebody do something like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you want to understand how. I don't know how people could justify it. Ugh.
2: And I really like it because you know how some books, like, uh, like when you're reading a series, they completely leave out like different cases. But this one, you're still getting updates from the first case. Oh, and so it's kind of nice because it's like usually they it's like they that talk case about is one closed
0: thing. out, but it's not closed out. So you're still yeah. getting getting but they the... reference back to
2: it. Uh, yeah, it's like a big
1: part of this book still. So, do you think um, could you read this as a standalone book, or
2: would it be better to read the first book first? Yeah, first book, and then this book. You would for sure have to read the first one because you just wouldn't understand the butterfly. Because he, they don't explain it like some books do, which I'm, I'm okay with because I don't, I hate having to yeah, go reread
0: that. It does get really tedious. Yeah, when when you have to go through whole sections that explain. Yeah. All of the stuff that you just read about, especially if you're anything like me, where <laughs> you go right from one book to another. Yeah,
2: like it'll say, uh, like, so Maya they and her, like all these girls that live together, they worked at this restaurant where they dress kind of like a little bit, because like they, they open backs and they scanty. wear like uh, cuffs, um, and but they don't have sleeves on. Yeah, and so it's like a super nice restaurant, um, but... Maya, one of the butterfly girls, and the other butterfly girl, they're the only girls on the team who who are allowed to have dresses with backs. Because of their tattoos. Yeah. So if you hadn't read the first book, you would be like, why are we talking about the back of this girl's dress? Like... Right. Okay, it
0: wouldn't so, makes sense, I suppose.
2: Well, I mean, I usually read books in order, but like I know Martha
1: doesn't.
0: Martha I guess so a lot read,
1: of people. And so, yeah. and a lot of people like will read like the second book in a trilogy and then go back. Well, and, read and the only first.
0: reason I do that, to be fair, the only reason I do that is because whatever the library happened to ha- happens to have happens to have on audio, I'll a lot of times just jump in on the middle mm-hmm. to see if it's something that I'm going to like before mm-hmm. I. I'm not saying
1: that it's a bad thing. It's okay that you read books out of order. I'm not OCD. Just because I have to read them in order, or reread them when I'm going to read the new one that's coming out.
0: And when it comes to Ken Follett, my God, it's going to take you 20 years to get to the new one at that rate. I know, because the new one there's two books before it. Ugh. And Pillars of the Earth.
1: It took me two weeks, two and a half weeks to read that thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. And gonna, that was when I
1: had a longer commute. Yeah,
0: you're going to be needy. Because then.
1: that one I actually checked out at the library and um, had on fines CDs. because I uh, had it for more than two weeks. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but if anybody's interested in reading The Butterfly Garden or The Roses of May uh, on Amazon, they're both $1.99 for the Kindle edition right now, which is pretty good. And I just want to say The Butterfly Garden was a released as an Amazon... Like one of the yeah, pre-releases, I remember because
0: yeah. I got it. Um, mm-hmm. I got it for the introductory thing for the Prime, where yeah. you get one book per mm-hmm. month or whatever. Yeah. And
2: so, that's how I read it, too. but that's how it was kind of released as with a pre-release, and then it went like to the top of the charts almost
0: immediately because it was so good. I mean, and, they release books like that all the time, and they usually don't. And then take they don't off do like so well. That. No.
2: And right now it's rated 4.3 out of 5 stars and has 12,668 reviews on it. Cool. So that's a lot. So the Roses of May um, is also $1.99. Just as good to me, I think. And well, in May. That's four stars. That's pretty good. May of next year is the trilogy, which is going to be called The Summer Children. And all are written by Dot Hutchinson.
0: Go, Dot! Go, girl. You know Nicole's going to be reading that third one as soon as yeah. it's out. Well, now I'm going to have to go get the Roses of May.
1: So that'll be something to come. Children it's, of Summer. It sounds awesome. Who wants to go next? I can go if you want. Me, 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 I mean, I didn't really stray too much from my norm because I did another historical fiction like I always do. Well um, I thought you did a memoir. Well, right, but it's a historical fiction memoir of a Jewish refugee who, oh. from Russia, Okay, a Russian Jewish refugee. What's it called? It's called A Backpack, a Bear, and Eight Crates of Vodka.
0: Eight it, <laughs> crates? That's a lot, of a lot of vodka. That's a lot of potatoes right there. Lev Golinkin, G-O-L-I-N-K-I-N.
1: Well, it's another one that has two people on it, Lev Golinkin and Daniel Gamberg.
0: The second person might be your narrator.
1: Oh, that could be. All
0: right. Because I looked up last week and there was only one author. And it was that. the first yeah. person. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: you know, they changed the format of our freaking online library stuff. Ah, and now she's going to be confused. yammering on about
0: that for six months about how <laughs> change is terrible. Well, change can
1: be good. I'm all for new things, but sometimes it's just confusing.
0: It's about the Overdrive app. Those of you who didn't hear last week's podcast.
1: I'll quit my old lady bitching. Right. Do you have a piece of paper? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. It's okay. Just <laughs> want <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what this book is is, it is told from a uh, uh, individual, a young man who is uh, just graduated college, mm-hmm. and he was nine when him and his family uh, left, or uh, left Russia as refugees. So it, that was in 1989. So it was right. Right at the end of the Cold War, right before the USSR fell apart,
0: mm-hmm. I was going to say, wasn't '89 the year that the wall came down? Uh huh. It's the year
1: that the wall came down. Okay. And it's when Gorbachev was on, and Gorbachev started kind of changing the way that things were run in Russia, okay. and more of the the Jew, the Jews, the Jewish community who were in Russia and plagued in the USSR and not allowed to practice their religion and there was a huge um, discriminatory really movement against them they weren't allowed to hold specific jobs they weren't allowed to go to college there was only a certain amount that were allowed to go to college and they could take away or fire you from a job without any kind of notice. They weren't allowed to do a lot of stuff. And but they had I think the secret that the, police. The
0: isn't the religious persecution, like, fairly widespread, though, unless you're Russian Orthodox?
1: Well, I mean, it was a, a communist. Com-
0: communists didn't like religion, period, did
1: they? No, but there was, a, there was more of a...
0: They really didn't like the Jewish religion.
1: The The Jewish religion was considered like bottom of the barrel people. Uh, and so even if you didn't practice your religion, like if you had a group of friends over who are all Jewish, then you could get in trouble because you were, you know,
0: gathering, gathering
1: as a group, as mm-hmm. a religious group. Oh, and the secret you, police makes, would, I mean, they were they didn't have to have a reason to, you know, just beat the crap out of you. I mean, it was a very God, dark
0: time hard in history. For us to grasp. You know, other countries, there are a lot of other countries that still.
2: Well, so if we want to think about Oklahoma and Enos Cantor, although it's more a political issue, not necessarily now, religious. He's, a, he's the
0: Re- Turkish dude.
2: Mm-hmm. So he, for Is anybody that, that doesn't know, he was from Turkey. Player? Yep, he's a oh, basketball okay. player, on the, right. and he actually yesterday was transferred to the Knicks um, through a trade. But uh, like the summer, like um, a couple years ago, he had to essentially disown his family for their safety because he was politically vocal about his opinions right and then threatened his family yeah, i remember so the all dictator of that. in turkey well he was calling him a dictator well so then this summer uh his visa was de- denied from turkey like while he was traveling so he got stuck there and he was questioned and his parents were questioned and like taken yeah cuz uh, and by he wasn't even in turkey he was like in europe or something wasn't he he was pretty close to turkey i don't remember exactly but he I don't know what he was doing over there. It
0: wasn't. It wasn't family.
2: Yeah. And yeah. So that's what's weird is because I thought he wasn't supposed to be. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I mean, that's still going on. Yeah. Think about. Right. Things like this are still happening. It's not
1: just something that happened in 1989. This is stuff that's current issues. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why this book was so fascinating, because um, as a college student and just graduated from college, he goes back to the countries that helped him escape from russia Mm -hmm. so it's kind of told in two different timelines it's told in a current timeline and back when he's nine years old and they're trying to escape from russia and his um parents were well off his dad was an engineer and his mom was a doctor Mm -hmm. he has an older sister who was in college and then him, who is in elementary school, and it talks about when he's in Russia, how he's beat up a lot for being Jewish. And the sister is trying to get into medical medical school, and she's denied because she's Jewish. That's the only reason she's denied is because she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And they tell her, "You can't be a doctor; you have to be an engineer." So it's either she goes to engineers to college for engineer, or she doesn't go at all. Basically, Mm -hmm. they tell you exactly what you're going to do. And so they decide that they're going to leave because it's just too much. So they, of course, have to apply for visas to be able to leave the country and everything. And there's very specific things that they have to do for their visas. And like if the government doesn't want you to, they'll just block your way. Like... You have to get photographs, but they don't tell you what kind of photographs that you have to get. Mm-hmm. And they have
0: to be a specific kind, probably. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: So, but then if the government doesn't want any Jews immigrating from the country, then they'll like tell the photographers, they'll threaten the photographers with shutting their business down, not to take any pictures for a Jewish v- passport for Jeez. visas. I mean, it's just very... It's just unreal, the stuff that they have to go to to get to the border. And then when they get to the border, they take all of their credentials, like um, all of their birth certificates and all of their papers and everything, and they burn them. (gasps) So they have no identification or anything.
0: So then they really can't get out.
1: Well, no, they let them leave the country, but but then they have to go to, like... It's almost like a hotel, but it's where the refug- refugees go because right. they and need they to get sponsorship oh, to be able to go to another geez. country. Mm-hmm. And they actually are in that place for six months waiting to get transferred to another, to get sponsorship to another country. Wow. And they're one of the luckier ones um, because the dad was an engineer and he was extremely smart. Mm-hmm. He befriends like... um a rich kind of to-do gentleman mm-hmm. when they're at the refugee camp, the first one that they go to, and um, they talk engineering. Now, they can't pay him for his engineering skills because they're not allowed to hold jobs. They're not allowed to have a job in now, these which refugee country did they, camps. I'm
0: confused. Are they in Germany? Is that where they went they, they to? Go to they go to Austria. Austria. They okay. go
1: to Austria. All right. And they're not allowed to have jobs. So they're there. They can't work. So they're just kind of sitting and waiting for something to happen. Well, this gentleman named Peter, who is kind of well off and he's I can't remember. He's high in government. He befriends the dad and the family and kind of helps them go about the back way so that they can go to America so that the dad can have a halfway decent job because obviously he doesn't have any of his credentials. He doesn't even have his birth certificate. He doesn't Mm -hmm. have his papers that he went to engineering school, nothing. So when he gets to America, I mean, he can't get a decent job, obviously.
0: Because he has no proof of who he is. Right, exactly. Imagine in this political climate that we're in right now, Mm -hmm. if you can't prove who you are... And And they're not going to let you in.
1: Right. And like the mom, you know, she's a she's a doctor. She's a doctor in Russia. She is well-respected doctor and she comes to America and because she doesn't have any of her degrees or any of her credentials, she ends up becoming a security officer Mm -hmm. because she can't get a job. I, I mean, she would have to go and do the whole medical school a second time to be able to get a job as a doctor in America because she doesn't have any kind of proof that she went to medical school.
0: Okay, now here's a question. When you said the title of this book, it sounded to me like it might even be a comedy. What the heck? <laughs> yes. What? What is the? What? Where does the vodka come into all of this?
1: The vod, the, the 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 backpack, the bear. They called the dad comrade bear. Oh. So that's the bear. The backpack would be because they're only allowed two suitcases. Okay. So the little boy has a bad p- backpack as one of his suitcases. And the eight crates of vodka is because the ruble at the time fluctuated so much in its value. Oh,
0: because they of the used, collapse. Okay. Yes,
1: they used vodka as as um, currency. So, like, if you went and you needed to buy a loaf of bread, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they didn't they Nicole's didn't pay like, with yes. it with rubles. You gave them a, a bottle of vodka, and that's how you paid for your bread.
0: Holy crap! So that's an they expensive took loaf vodka with
1: them when they left the country or when they went on their you know journey to get to the border so that they'd have money so because that was basically their money was their vodka wow the vodka was their money
0: i suppose if you had to barter that'd be the thing
1: yeah and there was a lot of bartering
0: cuz those russians not to be you know well what do that's you call what that? it is stereotypical and... but those russians like their vodka well yeah <laughs> yeah they do. <laughs> well, I know this from experience because <laughs> the, radio, the radio station I worked for, one of the radio stations I worked for when I was in Wyoming, the guy that owned that radio station bought the first commercial radio station in Russia right after the wall came down. Oh, really? Yeah. So we had people come over to train that were with Russian? us that were Russians. Mm,
1: they liked to drink.
0: At least the ones that came over to our station did. Hmm. They also didn't use deodorant. Yeah. mm.
1: This book was just really interesting because it kind of goes through the journey of what refugees even now probably have to go through to be able to get out of their country. And it's the author does a really good job at portraying the different feelings he has throughout the whole process. Because, of course, you know, when he's, when they're traveling to the border, he's scared, but he's trying to be an adult and be brave. Yeah, but he's only nine, right? Well, right. But then when he gets to America and everything is just in an upheaval because, you know, mom can't get a doctor, a doctor's Job. job. You know, dad is trying and they don't have any money and they're dependent on these other people to pay for everything that's sponsoring them and and all of this other stuff. Then he's almost mad at his parents because his parents didn't have a backup plan for when they actually got to America. Mm-hmm. Their plan was to get out of Russia. And then after that, they didn't have a plan. Oh, so as a child, he's. He's almost angry because his parents should have done more to make it better when
0: they first got to America. Kids always think that, the little buggers. <laughs> well, right, exactly. Because they don't it's a understand thing the whole situation because they don't understand and all they know is that they're not they feel like they're not provided for or whatever. That,
1: you know, yeah. when they were in Russia, they had all of this stuff and now that they're in America, they're dependent on other people to for their every need. Yeah. I mean, and then it goes through when he's in college and he starts volunteering himself. And one of the reasons why he volunteers is because all of the people who helped them get out of Russia who were volunteers? He wants to be like them, but then to be able to—I I don't know—like himself better because he's—he's a very, very much a self-hater.
0: Mm.
1: He goes back and to all of the people who helped him out, so that he can say thank you and find out why they helped him. So it, it was very interesting. I liked it. It did have some dry humor in it. And some parts. Well, I was going to say
0: with that title, you had to have something fun in there, something funny. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I mean, he's nine. So it's just, it's interesting. I thought it was interesting. This isn't, it's a little heart wrenching, but not really, not that much. It's more just about his story. And he doesn't tell it in a way that's extremely sad. Hmm. But it's told in a way that um, I, I, Understand more of what the refugees have to go through to get out of these uh, war-torn, depressed countries that they have to try to to try to better their lives. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a Syrian about right now. Right. So it was it was extremely interesting. I enjoyed it. It was very
0: good. Yeah. Sounds awesome and very relevant. Yes, extremely relevant. A lot of refugees right now. Actually, I was watching a something on. Oh shoot! Now I can't think. What, I can't remember what the name of the show is. I I subscribe to this thing called BritBox. It's like a BBC mm-hmm. thing. So it's a British show, but it's about. There's a one of the episodes is about Syrian refugees and oh really being snuck into the country and the. There's this one group of Muslim guys who take the money from people to bring their families in, and then, then they lock them in a van and leave them to die.
2: Well, the them as slaves.
0: Yeah, and then they're, they're constantly hitting up the family for more money, even though their families are already dead.
1: Yeah, you want to hear something really funny? In one of the refugee camps that they go to when they're trying to get into America, there, there were two families to each room, and they actually were roomed with... Muslims, really? So you had two very different Jewish and Muslim religions who are very oppressed by each one of their countries, and they actually were put together. I thought that was interesting. It didn't say a whole lot about it, other than they. I mean, obviously they were in the same
0: boat, so hopefully that would.
1: Right. There was no fighting amongst them or anything, but there was. Think about those very different cultures being slammed
0: together like that. Well, this guy. The guy that was, you know, he was like, "Well, he didn't even care about letting them die because they weren't Muslims. Well, they're it, infidels anyway." So he was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't care." When
2: you say Jewish, like, are they actually like religiously Jew- or Syrian? Are they actually Jewish? Wait, no. Well, no. I, she was the one Syrian. that's Syrian. Okay, it was Russia, and they were. Oh, okay, okay. They were yeah. actually they
1: were Jewish when they were still allowed to be Jewish. And it's the same family. Because mm-hmm. in, in Jewish, if you're born into a that in religion, yeah. it goes down even if
2: you're
0: not a practicing Jew. Yeah.
2: So, okay, because my family's Syrian. I mean, they're from Lebanon. But the
0: Syrians, it's the Christians that are. Anybody who's a Christian in Syria is considered. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So those, what those I'm going to say. Those are being persecuted.
2: My family immigrated to the United States at the beginning of the 1900s. Uh, because like the Shadids are from Lebanon, Be- uh, it's called Na- uh, Nigerum, uh Lebanon, which is near Beirut. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, it was called Syria. That's mm-hmm. the country it was. But now Syria technically doesn't exist. But it's still like they're, like right. they're still Syrian. Right. Um, but my family was Greek Orthodox, oh. so which which is a version of Christianity, and we right. they migrated here. To escape religious persecution, mm-hmm. right, right. so that's been going on for hundreds of years. And so, I'm like, dude, if Trump went on some like Hitler deal and like go after, you know, Syrian people, it's like, dude, like I'm one of them, but I'm, I'm not saying. any different than anybody else. It's well, that's the whole so difficulty stupid.
0: about all of this religious persecution is we're all the same underneath uh, yep. our skin. So stop it. I know. And it's so upsetting like it people, is upsetting it upsets like, me greatly that people can look at one another in the face and say, You mean nothing because you don't have the same set of invisible God mm-hmm. because you don't read the same book I read right. basically in that because what it you comes don't down worship to. the
1: same God. that's well, it, that's it, the only difference, yeah, I it's mean a bunch of. If you look at a lot of the religions, they are so similar. When I took the religious class that I had to take they for are my similar. humanities credit, there are so many similarities between all of the religions, mm-hmm. that, but yet
0: they still fight. Well, you know what I look at it like? I look at it like a sports game, okay? They're all playing the same game. They're just on different teams. Yeah. So your hatred for the other team has nothing to do with the fact that the game is any different. It's still the same game. Mm -hmm. But yet, both teams hate each other. If you guys ever want to read a book,
2: I have one from when I took a class at OCCC. And it is, like, it's huge. And it's all these, like, short stories from, like, ancient religions. So, like, Greek, um, like, Babylonian. And they're all so similar to what's... Well, so in the front of the book, it'll say, watch out, because in every religion, there's a story about a great flood. There's a story yep. about, like, uh, er- giant earthquakes and, like, blah, blah. Like, it lists all these things, and every single religion has the same stories. Yep. So they're all based off of something, but they're all, like, a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Right. So
2: It's they- kind of cool, especially when you actually, like, because it has all the stories in yeah, there. Yeah, So you, like, go read them, and you're like, oh. And some of them, like African, I don't even remember what the name of their religion was like a million years ago, but mm-hmm. so it's got like these ancient, ancient stories in there and it's really cool to read. It sounds like I would probably be interested
1: because even though I'm not a really religious person, I'm always extremely curious at why people believe what they believe, mm-hmm. if that makes sense in, in a very open-minded, non judgmental, judgmental manner. Yeah.
0: Wow, we just got really deep there, didn't we? I know, Holy we did. Holy
2: crap. We should probably uh, lighten things up by talking about Martha's book.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, uh-huh. and, and if you want to lighten it up, I got it. <clears throat> actually, I don't have anything super like funny or anything like usual. I actually went back to my roots, so to speak, because I used to read pretty much exclusively fantasy
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I was younger. I just loved it. Read all kinds of different fantasy trilogies and this and that. And one day we were in Barnes & Noble, or I was in Barnes and & Noble, and I was waiting for you. Uh-huh. And I found this, I just picked up this book. It had, uh, it had, I love crows, right? <laughs> I have this thing about crows, because crows are really smart, right? Uh-huh. And they love shiny things. And I love shiny things. Uh-huh. So the, the picture on the cover of the book is the wing of a crow, and it's called Six of Crows. So mm-hmm. I picked it up and started reading The Flyleaf. Isn't that a tarot card? Six of Crows? No, that's a Six of Cups. Six. But anyway. so It should be. So The Six of Crows is by Leah Bardugo. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. Um, and I found out later, after I had already read it, um, that it takes place in the same world as the Grisha books. Obviously written by the same person, maybe. Are
1: those books that you had read before? The They're... Geisha books? Or the Grisha? Grisha. Grisha.
2: The...
0: Different location and time frame. Set in a world inspired by Tsarist Russia and based on a magical system. Anyway, um, it starts out, um, and actually I sat and I read probably the first book. 30, 30 or 40 pages just sitting there when I was waiting for Vonnie. And it, it starts out where this girl is taken by force by these thugs and her friend follows to watch what's going on, right? So mm-hmm. these these men take her in there and they force her to take this drug and then they force her to heal because she's a healer, I guess, magical healer. And then they force her to heal. No, wait. Before they give her the drug, they force they cut her friend's arm and force her to heal it. Mm-hmm. Well, she she does. And then they give her this drug, and they cut off his arm, and she heals it. She puts it back. So it's like, they it, whatever this drug does, it takes her power and like magnifies it. Mm-hmm. And, but then she like gets super addicted. To the drug? To the drug, yeah. So it's like one taste type thing, like a heroin type deal. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of skips forward to this group of, I don't know, band of misfits, so to speak. Which is sort of... Not a new theme at all. You know, you got a group of the sort of um, you got one guy who's his his nickname is Dirty Hands. And he's promised a really big chunk of cash to kidnap the scientist who has created this drug. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's being held in this super high security. Place called um, the Ice Court. Pretty much nobody's ever been able to break in there. And you got this guy and his friends who are basically just street thugs. But it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So they have a very, they're very motivated to get in there. Right. And the reason that I liked it, I think, was the relationship between some of the characters was really interesting Especially, and and you're going to laugh at me because you know how I don't like love stories, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you got these two people, the girl, who is, she has that magical talent thing going on. You know, the, Uh she's basically, it's a race of people who have magical talent, whatever. And then you have this other dude who's, he's almost like a Viking anti-magic dude Mm -hmm. who was raised to believe that her species is less than human, but yet they're on the same team. So they kind of hate each other, but they kind of fall in love with each other. So you've got that dynamic going love-hate dynamic throughout the whole thing. And he, of course, this is his city that they're going to. So he's got kind of conflicted because he's never really been around anybody like her before so he's he's been raised to hate her and her kind mm-hmm. but yet he has no real experience with any of them mm-hmm. so as he gets to know her he realizes that she's just human the way he is and she saves his life and he saves her life and you know so yeah they fall in love. Martha likes a love story. Oh, shut up! Yep. So anyway, uh, they break into the prison. Well, it's not really a prison, but they—you will kind of. So they break in, and then they have to get back out again. Mm-hmm. So of course you have all of that. Um, what do you call it? Um, almost like adventure. going there, and you're right on the edge of your seat because they're going to get caught. Oh, my God. So it's suspenseful. (laughs) Suspenseful. That's what I'm talking about. And then they get the guy, and nothing is as it seems. So it has a pretty good ending, too. And there's more, because there's two more books. Awesome. Have you started any of them yet? No. No, I haven't. It reminded me a lot of the books that I read when I was a young person. So uh-huh. it really kind of has themes that would probably be a little bit more appropriate for a young adult. Mm-hmm. But Mm-hmm.
1: So it would be okay for a young adult, yeah, right? it for it would. a teenager. Yeah, it
0: would. Because it has a lot of those same... It felt like that to me. It felt like those books I read when I was younger. Yeah. But I still liked it. It was still good. It's nice to go back to your roots sometimes. Because I love me some magic. Mm-hmm. I keep kind of hoping I'll find something that's as good as Harry Potter that will transcend. I think it, the
1: world would have told us that by now. Yeah, I know. If there was something as good as Harry Potter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I keep hoping, you know, that there's something else that will, that will break out of the mold. It, it didn't have any humor in it, though. And that's really what you kind of need for that. Yeah, to happen but it did have some good stuff in it and I, I would recommend it to somebody who likes fantasy Um, and the love story thing yeah that, that's probably gonna make a lot of little girls swoon <laughs> I wasn't swooning so much as I was interested in the oh my gosh this other person that doesn't believe the same way I do is human you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of follow along the same lines of what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. is that we're all the same um, underneath, even right. if we look like we're enemies on the outside.
2: Even if we like country music.
1: Country and rock can coexist. <gasps> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm personally country fan. Nicole, but... <laughs> I,
0: I think I, I kind of have, I have to agree with you. <laughs>
1: I hate to tell you, but um, Jessica is also a country music what? fan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm I like sure. music. I'm still not listening to it. You can love it, and I won't mock you for it, but I'm not listening. I don't like rap, but I don't think it's bad just because I don't like it. No? But, anyways, besides, I wasn't necessarily saying it was bad. I was just saying that you didn't like it. I don't want to listen to yeah. it ever. <laughs> and if somebody's playing on on a radio at my house, I will beat them about the head and shoulders until they stop. <laughs> 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 That's what a rock chick does. No, but seriously, um, um, my son likes country music. I know he does, and I used to give him a hard time about it because you know he and my son were friends and.
1: They couldn't be in one likes rap and one likes country. How different is that? And yet they're friends. I know. I know. See, that just proves that you can coexist with having completely different tastes. If everyone was the same, how boring would the world I agree, be? I agree. I
0: agree. I agree. Martha? Oh, wait, What
2: was the name of your book? Ta- yeah, well, tell us what the name of your book. I didn't write it down. Six I was of too Crows by Leah Bardugo. Also, are you guys ready for five weeks of Halloween? Well, yeah. I love Halloween. I love it, love
1: it, love it I need to find so some much. good books to... I have my technology book. Yeah, we're going
0: to start off with scary technology.
2: Okay, first one's scary
0: technology. S- star- scary technology, yeah, we're, we're beginning. Too. And we're going to have a guest. We're going to have a celebrity guest, Jacob J. from the Afternoon Drive on KISS. Yay! What's the second week? See, we were discussing this on the way over. We were trying to figure out um, how to do the theme... And what order to do them in? All right, so we'll 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 give you the full list uh, starting next week of what we'll be talking about in and in what order, since we haven't really decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have to sit down and have a confab and figure it out. So have a great week, and we're on to fall. Woo! And that, you that is gonna do it for. Three Three Book girls. Girls!